and welcome back to Google Talk. Volume 10. 10? 10. Oh my gosh, we hit the big 10 with Google Talk. The big 10. The big, the S. And we couldn't have gotten here without without all your stories. Without our ghouls out there, dude. Ugh. Our friends, our fans, our fam. The community. You know? Of spooks. We love them. We and then we so like much. them. I'm going to say, let's dive right in. Oh, okay. I think I'm, she... We're the golden ghouls. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Alyssa. Kylie. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. Woo! So excited. So mm. excited. So pumped. We're going to kick this off with a story from Lara. <gasps> Hi, Lara. Hi. Golden ghouls. This is Lara. Since we're all friends now, I will share the pronunciation. It's like Clara without the C. Joke, girl. Last time we got it wrong. <laughs> you know us. I'm a nurse, and I will share one of my experiences with you. I was a charge nurse in a hospital when this happened, about 10 or 12 years ago. I had worked a really hard day, but it was manageable because I had a great nurse from our supplemental department filling in for a call-out. Mm. Her name was Jennifer. She's one of those people that does things the right way, like I do, and that I can rely on. You can only trust those people. <laughs> she, oh. One of the few co-workers I have great respect for. We were both single moms at the time, and Jennifer always made me smile no matter how hard the day was. Someone with a snarky, hysterical sense of humor, kind of like Emily. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. So, we gotta love Jennifer. Yeah. Anyway, I went home and fell asleep thinking about the difficulties of the day and how how we would be short again the next day. These nurses calling out. Yeah. They gotta get it together. My lord. It's hard for nurses to not take stuff home with them. I've always had very vivid dreams, and this night I dreamt of work. And then here comes Jennifer into my dream with one of her silly looks and says, Lara, everything's going to be all right. I woke up immediately and a little earlier than I needed to, around 3.40 a.m., but I was smiling from ear to ear. I said to myself, wait until I see her. I'm going to ask her what she is doing in my dreams. (laughs) I couldn't wait to tell her because it left me in such a good mood when I woke up. Now, the two of us were not best friends by any means, and I only saw her when she was sent to fill in on a shift, so it would be more likely to see her somewhere in the hospital, but not necessarily on my unit. Hmm. I knew she would get a kick out of my dream, so I was determined to see her that day to tell her about it. I got to work as usual and was getting report on patients. In the background, the unit secretaries were reporting off to each other. The night shift secretary used to work in the emergency department, so she always had the gossip from the emergency department. That's the place to be. <laughs> that is good gossip. When I was at that the emergency department, That's when where I was the at the bachelorette party last weekend or whenever no that was, half of them no half of them were nurses <gasps> oh, and they were all sharing like, their crazy <laughs> stories. Okay. Yeah, they shit pops off. It's gonna be like, how drunk did you girls get? Yeah. I heard her telling Amy, the day shift secretary, about some patient going crazy in the emergency department and ripping off their clothes, hitting one of our nurses. Now, patient privacy is important, so I diverted my attention away from the gossip and finished getting report. Later in the day, I asked if anyone had seen Jennifer because I really wanted to tell her about my dream. Amy gave me a funny look and asked me, didn't you hear what we were talking about this morning? I told her I heard her talking about some patient in the emergency department that punched a nurse. Amy said, yeah, that was Jennifer. (gasps) Oh my god, she worked in the ED overnight and got hit by a patient? I responded. I was horrified because she is the last nurse that I could imagine getting hit. 
we were both pretty good at ducking patients. Because, like, if you're yeah. in an emergency, people people do wild stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Emergency nurses put in work. Like, that some stuff, stuff is wild. Oh, okay. they see some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lara, she said. Jennifer was the patient. She came in the ED last night, emergency department. Again, I responded, oh, my God, is my she God. okay? Thoughts flooded my Whoa. head. What could have caused her to come into the emergency department and freak out, ripping off her clothes and hitting another nurse? I was having a hard time believing my secretary. No, Lara, she threw a P.E. She died. I'm not sure what a P.E. is, Lara, so please clarify for us. Does anyone know? She threw a P.E.? She died. I must have turned white as the pieces fell together as to how she couldn't breathe because of a blood clot and ripping off clothes and swinging made sense. I was close to whispering when I asked Amy what happened this time. Pulmonary embolism. Or, oh, okay. What does that oh. mean? Blood clot. Yeah. Usually in oh, your okay. leg. Yeah. So she asked, like, what time this had happened. About 3.20 this morning, she said. <gasps> I woke up from that dream and hearing Jennifer tell me everything was going to be all right about 20 minutes later. What the hell? I don't know why she came to me in my dream. Like I said, we weren't best friends, but I definitely considered her a friend. Maybe I was the only one who was receptive in a dream state. Maybe because we had just worked together that day. I've never shared that story except to tell Amy I dreamt about Jennifer that night and she looked at me like I was crazy, so I've refrained since then. I'll share my other story when I have more time. Thanks for listening. Love you guys bunches. Lara. Oh, that is crazy. That's wild. That story is insane. It's like, whew, I have chills. I don't know that... I don't know that I've ever had, like, a vision or a visitation dream, so to speak. I definitely, like, the night before my grandfather passed away, I thought that he passed away because there was, like, a weird flash of light that woke me up. Hmm. But he didn't pass away until the next day. So I don't know if that was him telling me, like, hey. Yeah. It's about to go down. Or what, but I've never, I don't know that I've ever had a dream like that. Yeah. So... Oof. I don't know. If anyone else has had a visitation dream like that, let That's us insane. know. Because and she said in her dream, she came to her and said, Everything's going to be, be all right. Okay. Yeah. Something around the same time. Yeah. And so she happened. died of a pee. How, how, like, how would you get a blood clot? With... It could be a number of things. Yeah. Okay. It could be like birth control, usually some. Something's wrong with your blood, or mm. a stroke. Or actually, L- it can cause Lara, stroke. Please, please lead us, to, lead us to the answer because we are not in the medical field, as you could tell. <laughs> wow! 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 Do you want? You want to read one? Sure. Yes, Okay. We got one from Amen. Hey. It's been a minute. A fam. Wow. <laughs> Long time no spook. <laughs> I like that. In my last email, I teased my experiences at the unnecessarily haunted Norwich University. My life has been an existential nightmare, and I haven't finished tracking down all the stories my friends have, so I'm offering some quick alien encounters as a peace offering. (laughs) Yes, thank you. (laughs) My first story isn't my own, but my father's. Papa Callie spent 37 years as a police officer in his hometown, a large suburb of Boston. He was a badass, old-school Irish cop, and I grew up hearing stories of just how wild the real world can be. Well, I'm feeling this right now, going back to my Boston roots. (laughs) His experiences left him cynical of just about everything, especially stupid bullshit like my fascination in ghosts. 
So I wasn't expecting him to start talking about spoopy shit when he started monologuing one night after a few too many IPAs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Eamon, in my life, I've seen the best and the worst in humanity. I did things and I saw things that have left me traumatized and probably left me with some unresolved PTSD. But there was only one call that I will say I can't explain. This accent. I know. I feel like he's in the mafia or something. You know? I don't know. It just just came out of me. I don't know. The godfather. (laughs) I put my beer down, bracing myself for some crazy shit about a serial killer or something. He continued. There I was. (laughs) I added that. I was working with a guy I didn't know very well, because both our partners were out that night. This guy ended up working as an FBI agent, and with a gun to his head would swear I'm lying rather than admit that he was involved with something this crazy. Anyways, we were dispatched to a call of some teenagers drinking and being obnoxious on a hill in the western part of town. This was pretty normal. Because you could see all the way to the Boston skyline, so it was a common spot for kids to party. We figured it was just some bored high schoolers, so we'd just yell at them and give them a ride home if they were too messed up to drive. Anyways, we rolled up onto the construction site where they're all drinking. The thing is, they're all quiet and staring at the sky. That's weird already. One of the kids turns and says, Hey guys, glad you're here. You gotta see this shit. And points at the sky. Now, I'm really on edge. Because normally at this point, they would be running or throwing bottles. So I feel like we're walking into an ambush or something. I look and see what he's pointing at. Directly over the city are three bright white lights. They (gasps) stuck out to me because they were brighter than all the other stars around them. And arranged in a perfect triangle. Marvel lights? In Boston. (laughs) The lights stay perfectly still for a minute. Then, as a unit, they all move, tracking about 10 degrees to the right, back to the center, 10 degrees left, then back to the center. Suddenly, they rush straight towards us until they stop almost on top of us. Finally, they go straight up in the sky until we can't see them anymore. Yep, that's an alien. I'm getting freaked out. And this happened to me in This happened to you? Yeah, with oh. when I was with Lexi. Eamon, does your father sound anything like that? Yeah, I let us know. I'm <laughs> dying. It's it's we're not done. I can. She really like that. I I found myself. It was like a little bit of it's Boston, but then a little bit of New York gangster yeah. mafia. So I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> My partner looks at the kids and quietly tells them to go home, and they stumble back to their cars without arguing. We were so shook up, we didn't think to make sure that they were good to drive. I say something cliche, like, how the fuck are we going to write that one up? He looks me dead in the eyes, I swear to God, and he says, (laughs) We were dispatched to a report of teenagers drinking. We arrive on scene, broke up the party, and sent them home. There's nothing else to write because nothing else fucking happened. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Understood. So I says to the guy, yes, sir, and wrote the report like he told me to. And I haven't told anyone that except for your mother the night it happened. <laughs> wow, okay. dude. Amen. I hope I sounded like you. People are either going to love it or they're going to riot in the streets and hate it. 
<laughs> what does it matter? That was perfect. Either way, I'm ready to take him. I'll be know. back in Boston next week. Like, I would love it if that's Nothing what he said. Nothing fucking happened. Nothing fucking happened. <laughs> I haven't told anyone that for, for you, except for your mother the night it happened. <laughs> All right, Amen. I'm going back to a normal voice. Okay. Quote, normal, unquote. <laughs> my UFO encounter is less impressive. It happened shortly after I moved to my first duty station here in Texas, probably less than a month after getting haunted at St. Vincent's. It had been a rough few weeks for our base. A lot of bad shit had been going down, including a fatal accident only a few weeks before. We were all in a pretty bad place and very on edge. My roommate and I were driving home late at night when I hear him say, Oh my God, look look up at that. I look up at the previous dark street, and it was lit by a green glow. Directly overhead, a bright light trailing green flames was following the center of the road. Holy fucking shit, dude. What the fuck is that? <laughs> the, just so you know, the accent is typed out. F-A-H-K-I-N. Oh, perfection. I just want to let you know. Fucking. Fucking. I just want to let you know. Now, having planes fly over us every day, we could both tell this was way lower than anyone would safely fly. We also know flight ops ended hours beforehand. The two of us had different reactions. My roommate thought we had just lost another plane and was getting ready to call 911. My first thought was an asteroid, but the color was off, and it was too big and too low. But before we could figure out what it was, or what we should do, the light and the flame simply disappeared at the end of the road. No noise, no debris. We weren't even sure if it had really been there at all. We rolled up to our house, and we sat in the driveway for a minute before both agreeing we probably didn't want answers to all the questions we had. We walked inside and told our third roommate about what we'd seen. All he had to say was, huh, that doesn't seem right. Weird. Night. As he walked into his room and closed the door. Dope guy. (laughs) Night. The epilogue to our story comes from only a few weeks... Comes from only a few weeks ago. Sorry. My roommate and I had finally gotten to a point we could talk about what had happened. Over a bonfire, we told a small group of our friends what we'd seen that night. As we did, apparently, a massive shower of shooting stars illuminated the night sky behind us. (gasps) Our friends waited until we'd finished before telling us about the flurry of activity that had ended once we finished talking. What? Something similar had happened before when I was talking about my paranormal experiences and I was too shocked to say anything. My roommate summed up all of our feelings the best. Man, this town just gotta stop being so damn spooky all the time. (laughs) Wait, this is the third roommate again? I don't know. Was that the third roommate? Possibly. If it is, that guy's my favorite. Either way, very funny. (laughs) I love him. Anyway, that's all for now. Hope you enjoyed the stories. Haunt you ghouls later. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Amen. Keep Loved the it. stories Loved fucking it. coming. Those are all, that's a lot of alien stories, man. Yeah, and let me know if you... If <laughs> I sounded like your father. Oh, yeah. And if you don't want me to sound like your father. Are you Amen's am father? I, am I your father? Dad? Amen, Hello? I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. <sighs> I got one. Hot. Ansley. I'm hot. I'm hot, too. <laughs> Ansley's hot. Ansley, mm-hmm. super hot. Mm-hmm. This is this is what she says. Lady. Hey, lady. My name is Ansley. I'm from Central Illinois, and I have so many fucking stories. But she's going to start off with some light ones. Okay, tight. All right. 
I told you the most one, recent one via Instagram about the light switch flicking itself on while I was opening the upstairs dining room at my job. That's true. The business has been here since 36. The building since at least 03. I think in 1903, maybe not 2003. Probably. Yeah. We've had mediums tell us some surprising, surprisingly accurate details. I see and hear shit all the time. When things fly off shelves and there's even a way to tell if the ghosts approve if the ghosts approve of a new kitchen employees. The light above a prep table will literally flick all day if Mr. Baldani is upset or disapproves. John Baldani, by the way, is one of the original owners. And mm. he met his end out front on a cobblestone road after being struck by a car. Rip. She says this business was his baby, and he never left. Mm. Um, my great-grandfather owned a carpet company or whatever, and he walked outside and was hit by a car. And oh, died. my gosh. Yeah. Mr. Baldani. <laughs> <We're> late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyhow, just the other day, I was taking care of a busy dining room when a man shouted, Can they have more napkins? Right in my ear. <laughs> I turned to apologize, server life, and there was nobody there. Not only was no one standing next to me, no one was looking in my direction or acknowledging the sound. Oh. Mr. Baldani? <laughs> Can they have more napkins? <laughs> Jeez, man. Fuck no, wow. not if you talk to me like that, <laughs> sir. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now for Grandma's house. We're moving on. My magical fucking grandma was the caretaker of the Rock Cliff Mansion in Hannibal, uh, Missouri. Y'all ever been? No. I haven't. Not yet. Cool, cool, cool. The only time we'll tell if we will make it there. (laughs) She says, I'll spare you the history of the house, but John J. Crookshank made a vow to always watch his beloved house where he lived, invested, and died and he fucking has. <laughs> Not only can you see the house tucked into the hillside from his tomb, but he frequently slams the door from the carriage entrance and stomps his way up the stairs to his bedroom. His gentleman quarters, a.k.a. the Brandian cigar room, often where my dad and I would sleep during our visits, would fill up with the smell of smoke every single night. And if you listen closely, you could hear the men's laughter through the white noise. The lady of the house, Mrs. Anne Louise Crookshank, I think I'm misspelling their last name, but fuck fact-checking. Same girl. (laughs) Same. Just go off what you know. Used to frequently scare the piss out of me as a little girl. (laughs) The roughly 13 to 16-year-old tour guide and my roughly 9-year-old self used to play card games between tours in the music room. It was so well lit, the wallpaper was a soft green and the woodwork was all white. There were pocket windows, floor to ceiling, that opened to a veranda stretching the length of the house, semi-burned in a fire, I think. Hmm. Two beautiful marble fireplaces and a gorgeous green piano. Most of the furniture in the house was still original and we were not allowed to touch anything. Though, as an anxious kid, I did my best to listen. I had to fucking touch that piano. (laughs) (laughs) It was her piano. Um, One of her originals, extremely close to her heart, 
poor woman gave up being a concert pianist to be a wife. She says, what the fuck? Yeah, seriously. And I'm pretty sure she never forgave me. (laughs) For touching it? Oh. She never bothered the guides, but I swear to fuck, she never left me alone in that house after that. (laughs) Dang. You touching my piano? Girl? Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And Mark Twain apparently stops by frequently to visit his favorite chair. Cool. It's a red cushioned, dark stained wood, naked ladies carved into the armrests. Oh. It's perfection, she says. I think so. Uh, It sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. I would like to wrap my hand over the boobies. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing, yeah? Just saying. Also, (laughs) Grandma had a kitchen in the basement. I want that to be the title of this. Grandma had a kitchen in the basement. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was going to be rub my hands over the boobies. (laughs) It's going to be ghoul talk number 10, right? Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) All right. Grandma had a kitchen in the basement. It was pretty, it was her private kitchen, separate from anywhere the tours would visit. She cooked great food there. We did lots of crafts. She told incredible stories, but she would also watch TV. She had a tiny little black and white dial TV with questionable reception, perhaps its own will. One night, I finally asked her why she always unplugged it when she was finished. Well, it, it turns back on, you see. This is what she said. Hmm. I had seen some shit of my own as a pretty young kid, so I didn't question her. But of course, unplugging that little TV stopped, stopped being enough. It would still turn on in the middle of the night. It never bothered Dad or Grandpa, but I'm pretty sure Grandma could hear the man talking through the static, too. <gasps> oh, my God. That's creepy. Holy AF. fuck. This is getting really wordy, and I'm losing my train of thought, so I'll wrap it up here. Thanks for everything, guys. Much love and spookiness. Expect more emails, Ansley. Ansley, we need to talk about the TV store. Holy yeah. shit. Also, what was the why, guy saying? Why were the tour guides 13 to 16? That's very young. That's a very young. When I read it the first time, I was like, That's what's this funny. child labor? Yeah, right. For real. But I'm going to need to know about more about that TV. Same. That sounds good. Same. No. Oh. Do it, do it, do it. I guess I'll uh, top it it off with one from a a lovely lady listener whom I know personally. Lovely lady lumps. I don't know what's happening to me. (laughs) Okay. It's the heat. Hey, ghouls. Hi. Hi. This is from Megan. Hi, Megan. What's up? Love your podcast. It keeps me from going off the rails on my long commute to and from work. So thank you. <laughs> we don't want you going off the rails. Never we do don't. That. Especially if you're on a train. Oh. I was about to say that. Thank you. <laughs> I am an old friend of Kylie's, and I was so excited to hear she was part of this podcast, and I have since turned my family onto it. Oh. Keep up the great work. Oh my god, thanks. Is your family thank completely you. offended by the trash we put out every week? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. Somebody's got to do it. Let us know at the Golden (laughs) Globes. Anywho, I have a little ghost story for you. It happened many moons ago. I want to say I was in the fourth grade at the time. I know what you're thinking. Kids are dumb. They don't know anything. But believe me, this is one of my most vivid memories. And even in my 30s, my friend and I, who also witnessed this ghost, still talk about it to this day on a regular basis. Mm. Let's take a trip back in time, shall we? We mm-hmm. shall. 
It happened in Litchfield, New Hampshire, a small town north of Nashua and somewhat off the beaten path. I have been going to Litchfield my entire life as I have a lot of family there, so I'm quite familiar with the people as well as the surrounding area. My Uncle Pete, typical New Hampshire uncle who rarely wears a shirt, drives a pickup truck, and has never been seen without a push broom mustache. Hot stuff. Had taken my cousin, Nikki, and I down to the farm stand a few miles away from his house to get stuff for dinner that night. Nikki and I rode in the bed of the truck because we cool, and we 100% thought we were hot shit. You you were, were. and you are. (laughs) You were, and you are. You were, and you are. We hung out at the farm stand for a while, feeding the goats and other farm life, and after a bit, it was time to head back to the house. Nikki and I jumped back into the bed of the truck, sitting on opposite sides and facing the cab. Nikki and I were enjoying the ride, laughing and smiling as we went along. We turned down the road that leads back to my aunt and uncle's house, which runs alongside a cornfield, and that's when it happened. Oh god, not near the cornfield. At first, I I thought it was a glare, or maybe I had something in my eye, but as we got closer, what I was seeing was unmistakable. There she was, clear as day, a woman, sauntering down the side of the road in what I can only describe as being a long, flowy, radiant white nightgown. I don't remember seeing her hands or her feet, but she did have light-colored hair that extended down past the nape of her neck. I completely froze, and I felt like I couldn't take my eyes off of her. As we passed this woman, I turned as we went by as to not lose sight, and I saw that her face was completely blacked out. Where her face should have been was what looked like a black hole. I'm getting scared. (laughs) I closed my eyes in fear and immediately turned to Nikki. Nikki looked at me with terror in her eyes and her mouth wide open in disbelief. I knew right then and there that she had seen the exact same thing I had. I remember saying, did you just see that? And she shook her head in acknowledgement. The rest of the ride, we remained completely silent. When we got back to the house, I asked my Uncle Pete if he had seen the woman. Uncle Pete had no idea what we were talking about and went about his business. Actually, she said business. <laughs> Nikki and I were almost scared to talk to one another about what we had just seen. And we went outside and I told my uncle, I think we saw a ghost. He, of course, laughed at us and told us some probably bullshit story about a house that burned down in the 1800s, way out in the forest where a woman and her son died. Later, Nikki described in detail the exact apparition I had seen on the side of the road without me having said anything prior. Fucking crazy. What? Needless to say, I didn't sleep very well that night, and the image of that woman walking down the side of the road still haunts me to this day. Girl, it haunts me now, too. (laughs) I have attempted to research who this woman could have been, but I have never found anything conclusive or that resembles the woman in the white nightgown. To put things into perspective, I consider myself to be a somewhat... To be somewhat of a skeptic, but I also find myself wanting to believe that there is another realm, side, whatever. I always feel silly when I tell this story because I just assume that people think I'm making it up or that I'm nuts. I told my mom about this experience for the first time the other day and she told me that I should share it with you guys. Hi, mom. Every time Nikki and I talk, she lives in Colorado now, one of us brings up the lady in the nightgown. I could tell you exactly what I was wearing that day down to my shoes. That's how vividly I remember this experience. 
I have driven down this road since, and I haven't had any sightings of her. In the years since, my aunt passed away, so I haven't gone back to Litchfield much, but I'm considering taking a drive over there to take a better look. I now live about 30 minutes away from where this happened. Thank you for listening. Kylie, please give Dante a smooch from Annie and I. And if the other ghouls have cats or doggos, please extend my smooches to them as well. Oh, oh my they God. They will take it. They're going to, they're so. uh, Holly, Angus, and Poppy. They're, they're going to be all smooched up. Smooched. So many kisses. And what a spooky tale, my mm-hmm. friends. She's just, she ends it this right here. I hope you liked my story. I've never written about this experience before, so I'm kind of shooketh now. <laughs> stay spooky. Stay sexy. Stay wicked smart. Love, yeah. Meg. <laughs> Meg. You're we amazing. Love, we believe you. What socks were you wearing that day? <laughs> and we gotta find out more about this faceless woman. Honestly. Oh my god, speaking of spooky ladies, I finally saw Midsummer. Oh, oh did you why? like it? Did you see it? No, I don't want it. Oh my oh, god. So. I... I really love okay, it. Okay, so Only I, because it's disturbing. It's so disturbing. That's, that's why I, I like A24. I, okay. I hated movies. Hereditary, though. I hated it. Yeah. But I liked this. Yeah. I'm not going to say I loved it, but I liked it. You it liked was it. very dark, though. Yeah. See, I don't like dark movies. I don't like dark shows, really. Yeah, you wouldn't. I don't think I'd like it. I, I like, watch it, I like I spooky watch stuff. I also... I like spooky things. I don't know like dark. what Ooh. took me yeah, so like long to watch this show, Six Feet Under... Oh, I haven't seen it. Okay. It's an amazing HBO show. It was on years and years ago. It ended in 2005. Oh. But I finished the last episode last night, and you can ask Steve. I was, like, bawling on the couch. Is it good? It's amazing. It is a little dark, but it's not, like, it's not, like, scary dark. It's just, like, family shit and, like, Like just, yeah, it's, like, life drama. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, like, people dying, and some of the deaths are, like, (gasps) oh my god, that could happen to me, like, weird, but Mm -hmm. it's not, like, it's just, it's more, like, family dynamic darkness, Mm -hmm. and, like, I wrote it down, it's, it's so good, and I don't know why it took me so many years to watch that show, the cast is amazing, it's Frances Conroy, which you probably know her from, Mm -hmm. like, American Horror Story, Mm -hmm. Peter Krause, who has been with Lauren Graham forever and ever, but he is on 911, he was, he was, all sorts of shows. It's got an amazing cast. Michael C. Hall. Like, okay. It, it's so good. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. So good. Um, but yeah, I was bawling. It's the aw. best final episode of a show I think I've ever seen. That alone will and, make me watch it. Um, then I spent all of last night reading interviews of the cast, like, after it ended, and there was, like, a ten-year-later interview where everyone talked about how much they loved the show. Dude, she loved it. Really. And I just, I loved it. Have y'all seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, Not yet. but I need to see it. I saw it. Good. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, like... It's not typical Tarantino. Right, which I'm like, I beg to differ mm. a little bit. Mm. I mean, especially the end, of mm. course, but, like, he, dude plays on stuff all the time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, like, he did say before that it was mainly about how we saw Hollywood in 1969. Mm-hmm. Driving around, seeing yeah, the town. it's going to be very I biased. love it. And you love Hollywood, mm-hmm. so it's I perfect. I Hollywood, yeah. yes. I'm excited to see that. You guys yeah. need to see it. We got to see Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Uh, yes. I hear that's a good one. We got to see It Chapter 2. Yes. yes. We got some There's spooky There's a lot of shit. Movies I love up. when fall starts coming around, because all the spooky movies start coming out. <laughs> and I'm like... 
Hell yeah. Oh my god, Tiffany messaged us last night and she was like, Are y'all ready for hot ghoul fall? And I was like, <gasps> Girl. That's girl. it, queen. I was like, Tiffany, she are you so like a genius or are something? Yeah. Are and a, a makeup guru. She and a makeup guru. guru. If we're gonna be real. Don't forget it. Amazing. All right, guys, I'm hot. I'm tired. I love you. We had fun. If you have another story, please send it to us at the Golden Ghouls Podcast at gmail.net.com. Alyssa. Dot net. No, I was good. I was almost going into the until next time. <laughs> the Golden Ghouls at net. At next time.com. And until next time, stay spooky. Woo! I'm ready for hot girl fall. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.